This is Madeline. And this is Cammie. And you're listening to the Communities That Convert podcast. Episode number 13. And we have a special guest for you. Dory Clark. She's the author of Reinvent You, Stand Out, and most recently, Entrepreneurial You. I'm going to tell you, you guys are in for a treat. So hold on to your seats. Welcome to the Communities That Convert podcast with Madeline Sklar and Cami Hoiza. In this podcast, you will learn how to build a tribe of raving fans. You will hear tips, ideas, and advice you can use right now on how to grow your own community and provide value that inspires them to take action. Are you ready to get started? Hi, Dory. We are so glad to have you today on our podcast, Communities That Convert. When Madeline told me that you were coming, I just had a great time diving into all of your amazing online uh, videos and, and amazing content that you've created over the years. So why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself and how you've leveraged so many diverse experiences, really, to build your online community? Yeah, thank you very much, Cami. Well, I am the author of a, of a few books, Reinventing You, Stand Out, and most recently, Entrepreneurial You. And uh, what actually got me clued into the concept of community building and why, why it was so important and how to begin to do it was in the process of researching my book, Stand Out, which is about how to become a recognized expert in your field. I came to realize, I interviewed 50 plus real experts, thought leaders, many from the business world, but actually from, from all walks of life, everything from genomics to, to real estate to urban planning. In the business sense, uh, folks that many of your listeners have probably heard of, from Robert Cialdini to Tom Peters to Seth Godin and Daniel Pink. And what I came to realize was the commonality between all of them was that fundamentally, when you are building a following around your ideas, there's a, a three-step process. And it goes, build your network, build your audience, and build your community. So for step one, building your network, is about really getting a small, tight-knit group around you of people who can help advise you, help steer you, let you know which ideas are good and which ones aren't, and, and helps you uh, up your A-game and improve. Then it's about building your audience so that you're known not just to your inner circle, but you're known to a wider group of people. And that's often through content creation of some form or other you're giving speeches, you're writing blog posts, you're doing a podcast, et cetera. But your ideas are getting out there and gaining circulation in the marketplace. So people begin to say, oh, you know, I've heard of him. I've heard of her. I like, I like that information. But the final step, what I came to really realize was building your community. Because no matter how long you are talking about your idea, no matter how loud you're screaming, if you are the only person that is talking about your idea, it's eventually going to die. It's just, uh, it's not going to work. What you need in order to create a movement and momentum is a community. And that only happens when other people start talking about your idea. So there's things that we can do both online and off to begin to facilitate the process to make it easier for people to connect around your ideas. I became fascinated with that concept and really realized that at that point in my career, I'd done a pretty good job of building an audience. I created a lot of content, wrote a lot of things, had not done a good job of creating community. And so I set out to try to do that. And so specifically in 2016, I launched an online course called Recognized Expert and uh, around the concepts that I had written about in Standout. And I began building a community around that, which has been really just very successful and very rewarding. 
That's awesome. How did all of this work into building your email list and your marketing plan? Well, many of these things are hand in glove, right? As I was launching Standout, one of the key goals that I had was building my email list because I had come to believe that that really is the most important marketing resource you can have. I mean, I know you love Twitter, Madeline. I <laughs> but, do. <laughs> uh, we all know that, you know, the odds of a given follower seeing a given tweet are pretty low. And of course, it's a platform that the Twitter controls, not you. And so email is much more powerful in the sense that it is a relationship that you own. There's not going to be an algorithm tweak that takes that away from you. And so I realized, okay, I need to focus on this. So I created a good lead magnet uh, for my you know, free opt-in giveaway for my book, Standout. If anyone is curious and would like to see it or, or have it, they can go to doryclark.com, D-O-R-I-E-C-L-A-R-K.com slash join, J-O-I-N. They can download it for free. But using that lead magnet, which was the 42-page standout self-assessment, I was able to grow my list from February of 2015. I had 9,500 to the end of 2015. I had 25,000 email subscribers. And so I really used that as a driver. And from that list, with a, you know, with a much larger audience, I felt comfortable launching first the pilot and then a full iteration of the Recognized Expert course. There was enough scale that I was able to market that premier flagship course to people, get a community going. There was about 40 people in the pilot. There was you know, another 50-ish in the first iteration. And then in March of 2017, we had another, I think, 55 people come through or 60. So essentially about 150 people have gone through the course at this point. And that really enabled me to start building the recognized expert community into a cohesive whole. That's really great because that's awesome. That's, yeah, I mean, I love that you have metrics with that too. I love hearing that you're keeping track of those metrics and looking at how that works. How are you doing that with other influencers? Because I know that part of this and part of what you preach as well is building a network of influencers around you that also help you to magnify your voice. So, can you talk a little bit about that and how you're using these other influencers and communities to build your community? Yeah, definitely. So in a literal sense, one of the things that I did, the March 2017 launch of the Recognized Expert course was a uh, joint venture launch. So the timeline was first, I did a small pilot to my own list. September 2016, I did a launch just to my own list. And this is kind of a standard best practice in the sense that you don't want your first broad launch to be with all these partners because you know, you're still kind of working out the kinks, right? And you need to make sure that the people who are going to be most most forgiving and most favorable to you, i.e. your own audience, are the people that you're dealing with. It's only later, once you've kind of proven the process, that, that it's a good idea to go out to partners. But, but then you can go out to them and say, hey, guys, you know, I, I have this course. It's run successfully. People love it. Can we do a joint venture promotion? And so I'm glad to talk in more depth about JV stuff, if, if you would like. But you know, the basic idea for people who are not familiar with it is that you recruit partners you know, sometimes people do it en masse or whatever, but, but really, you know, for me, these were all people that I knew and had professional relationships with. They were friends, basically, who had similar or overlapping audiences, and they agreed to promote my course. And then for anybody that signed up for the course, they would get a 40% commission on that, which, you know, with digital products, you can do and not lose your shirt. It's a little different for real world products. And so, of course, that incentivizes them pretty well. 
So I actually had about 40 partners that I worked with. Each of those people had unique affiliate links that we were able to track so we could track how many and who came in through them so that I could pay them properly. And so that that was very helpful in list building and also, of course, in selling the course and promoting it more widely. So that, that was great. And then, you know, just in a more informal sense, I'm a big fan of, uh, you know, collaborating with friends that I know and like. And so I uh, very frequently write about or talk about both in my blogging, in my books, in my email list, friends that I respect. And, you know, many of them are kind enough to do the same for me. So I think we're able indirectly to build up each other's audiences and followings. That is awesome. You know, I've been on your email list for quite a while, and I've seen that shift with you working and collaborating with people and, and you know, offering webinars and, and online courses and things like that and seeing that, you know, working with people and how, how that's working so great for you and it's very inspiring for somebody like me. You know, I've done things like this over the years. I would definitely like to hear more about you doing these JV partnerships and, you know, you're doing it with, you said, with your friends. Have you gone past doing this with your friends? Have you reached out to maybe people you see that are influential that maybe you don't necessarily know very well and trying to do a collaboration with them? So the, I guess the, the way to describe it, some of the people that were JV partners for me are people that are, I think in our culture, we kind of use the word friend loosely, right? So I'll, I'll kind of parse what I mean by it. Some of the people who are my JV partners are people who really are like, like very good friends. Like my friend, Jenny Blake is someone that I hang out with like all the time. Like we're going to dinner on Monday. We're going to a play on Wednesday. Like we're like homies. And so. And y'all were at the Brady Bunch house. I I saw on your Facebook last week. So it's like, yeah, it looks like you guys are tight. That's awesome. It's cool watching (laughs) all that on Facebook, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. So yeah. So there, you know, it it goes from people who are like, you know, really close friends to people who are, you know, I'll, I'll call them a, like a, a professional acquaintance that I have a, a warm relationship with. So, you know, that'd be people that, you know, maybe I've met in person at conferences or gatherings. We're not necessarily hanging out together socially that much, but we know each other and respect each other's work. So we've got that. Then we have some people who are people that I might not have met, often geographically dispersed people. Like I've, for instance, have never yet been to Australia, although I would like to. And so I have all these uh, these kind of Aussie, you know, professional friends that I haven't connected with. But, you know, we've maybe had a Skype call. I'm familiar with their work. A lot of people, there's actually, I write about this in my new book, Entrepreneurial You, but there's a group online. It's an online listserv called JVMM, the Joint Venture Marketing Mastermind, which a gentleman named Dove Gordon founded. And so Dove actually was one of the the JV partners and a number of people from the list were also JV partners. And the premise of this of this list is that it's just bringing together a community of people that are looking to help one another and whom Dove has vetted, who are responsible players in the online space. And so there, you know, I reached out and, and essentially said, hey, you know, if anyone's interested in this, let me know. And so a number of people were interested in partnering up. And some of them I had done promotions for in the past and some I hadn't. But so we were kind of professional colleagues there, but though we might not have met in person. What I have not done is reach out to a stranger that I have not met and said, hey, you're awesome. You do JVs. I'd like you to do my thing. 
mostly because I didn't need to. I already had a lot of partners that I had relationships with. And also, I just, you know, I don't ever want to be in a circumstance where that's the first thing that I'm doing with somebody, you know, where the first meeting is like, you know, hey, you don't know me, but do this thing for me. So I figure, you know, I'll, I'll wait. And maybe in six months, maybe in a year, maybe in a few years, I'll meet them. And if and when I do, maybe then we can be partners, but I would much rather keep it to a smaller circle of friends or professional colleagues. That's really great because actually it kind of leads me to one of my next questions, which was really around income streams and how to create them with your online community without feeling like you're just constantly selling or taking too much from them. Because I think a lot of our listeners, their concerns are that they're going to come off as being too pushy or too salesy as they're building their communities online and their audience, as they're building their audience really, and kind of becoming a community. How do you keep that community feel and still... I mean, make a living. Let's just be clear, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, this is certainly something that I think about a lot because, you know, I'm very much in it for the long run rather than any kind of short-term optimization of of revenue. So I would rather not make the sale today and preserve a good relationship where somebody, they might feel pressured to buy today, but in a year after being exposed to my material, they might be very, very much wanting to buy and be like, oh, please, let's work together. And that's a much better situation to be in. So for instance, one thing that I will do is in order not to, and I I think sometimes it's just a matter of tools. Right now I'm using ConvertKit as an email provider, which is great. Some of the more basic providers don't allow this functionality. And so I think it's important as you build your community, as you have different needs in terms of segmentation and targeting, and you get a little more sophisticated there, I think it's important to kind of move up in terms of the providers that you're using because like say a constant contact or whatever just doesn't even allow for this functionality. But on ConvertKit, you can tag people and segment them into a list based on their their behaviors. And so for instance, something that I like to do is that if I have a sales offer that I know will be very interesting to some people, but not interesting to most, I will actually put I'll send a general email to everyone and I'll mention hey I have this thing that's coming up and I actually just did this this week I sent out a message and I said hey I have this this private mastermind retreat that's coming up and here's you know here's a little bit of information about it here's the deal here's the date uh you know it's it's kind of this intimate high level thing and you know if you are interested in getting more information about it click here and I will then later send you more information and so I've kind of raised the specter with people of like, hey, here's this thing, just FYI, but I have not sold to them in this message. I've just kind of made them aware. And then it's only to the people who have raised their hand and said, oh, that sounds interesting. Tell me more that I then later follow up and say, hey, you know, as promised, you asked for more information. Here's the deal. Oh, and here's how you can, you know, sign up and register and and pay money for it if you want. But I don't want to be constantly hitting people with marketing messages that they don't want. And so that enables me to do a better job of reaching people where they're at. That's super smart. Yeah, it is. And I love ConvertKit too. I, I think it's a great it's a great tool. I use it as well. So yeah. Awesome. Now, how has all this impacted your bottom line? It's been very good for the bottom line, actually. One of the things that I write about in Entrepreneurial U is that... You know, I, in fact, one of the reasons that I wrote Entrepreneurial You was that I wanted a really good excuse to be able to interview all of these smart entrepreneurs about their business models so that I could learn from them and then hopefully help other people learn from them as well. 
So what my mission was, my very explicit mission in January and February of 2016, I took those two months and I very intensively interviewed 50 people, 50 plus people who, you know, whose brains I wanted to pick. <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's okay to do that when you're actually writing a book. It's not, you know, obnoxious like it is. Just give me your time for free. So I interviewed them and, and learned, you know, lots of good stuff. And so from it, I was able to try out a few new lines of business that I was interested in. I wanted to get better at affiliate marketing. I wanted to launch an online course, which I had not done before. And I was interested in exploring live events. These were not things that I had really done. I had started a tiny, tiny bit doing some affiliate stuff in 2015, but you know, I wanted to get smarter and sharper about it. The other things I had not done at all. And so using that information, I did the interviews and then I spent the next few months writing the book and and just put trying to put them in practice. And so between doing the online course, getting better and optimizing my affiliate income and doing my first live event in 2016 and I've now done a couple more of them in 2017, but looking just at my 2016 numbers, my 2016 year over year, I earned $193,000 more than I did in 2015. So And that is 100% attributable to the things that I learned in the course of researching Entrepreneurial You and and the stuff that I put in the book. And it's all about building community and then creating multiple income streams as a result of that. I love it. That's amazing. It is amazing. And And I love that. I love your approach. You know, I really like your approach of like taking the experiences of other really amazing entrepreneurs and applying them through your work. So I love that a lot. So one of the things I was going to ask is what is the most surprising things that you did learn as you did your research for entrepreneurial you? Yeah, as I was as I was researching entrepreneurial you, I mean, I think in some ways some of the some of the really surprising stuff it's stuff that is basic but very profound. You know, we think in some ways it's so mysterious to, you know, oh, how do you grow a list? Oh, it's so complicated, you know, and and it feels complicated because people try and we see them all the time and they're failing and it's so frustrating. Meanwhile, you get somebody like James Clear, who was somebody that I interviewed for Entrepreneurial You, and he has been able to grow his email list. At the time I interviewed him, he had built his email list in the span of a couple of years to more than 250,000 people. I think it's up at 400,000 now. And literally the only way that he did it, he was doing one thing. He said, you know what? I decided I was going to blog every Monday and Thursday, and I did it. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, mind you, of course, he didn't just put it on his blog. He also was smart about syndicating it, and he made the effort. I mean, it didn't require more effort for him to write more content. He was doing these two pieces, but he, he then syndicated it in other places so that different eyeballs were seeing it. But he said, you know, I look at other people who started out way ahead of me, and now I'm way ahead of them. And the only difference, their quality is great. The only difference is that I said, I'm going to blog, you know, twice a week, every week. And I did it and they didn't, and they were, you know, all over the place. And so it built up that readership in this, you know, serious snowball fashion. And so I think sometimes, you know, in the same thing, you hear it again and again, I interviewed a video blogger named Antonio Centeno, who runs a video blog that's very successful called Real Men, Real Style. Similarly, just the consistency of doing a daily video about men's fashion was something that he thought was absolutely critical to his success. And he fell off the wagon after a while, and he went from doing it every day to doing it about twice a month. 
And he said he feels in retrospect like that was such a critical mistake that he, at the time I interviewed him, he said that he probably, he reckoned that he would have about a half a million more followers if he had kept up the pace when he did, rather than falling off the wagon and then later having to course correct and go back to being daily. Right. You know, I really love how you talk about the consistency, you know, with that blogging twice a week. And it always seems like the people that are very consistent with what they do really do get ahead. They start behind, right? And then they do get ahead of their peers because that consistency is so incredibly important. Now, when somebody is first starting out, that right there, I think, is one of the biggest tips is, you know, being consistent with what you're doing. But if somebody's like trying to build their own community from scratch, they haven't done anything yet. You know, I know definitely an email, starting an email list. What else besides starting an email list and having a lead magnet? What other things could they do to build that? Well, you know, I, I created a, a methodology, which is something that I teach in the online course that I created, Recognized Expert, which is, is really the, the framework. I've written about this in Harvard Business Review as well, about how to become a recognized expert in your field. And fundamentally, there's three levers that you have to push. The first is content creation. The second is social proof. The third is your network. And it is ultimately a question of advancing on all three fronts. So if you want to get known, if you want to break through, if you're just starting out, if literally, if you're, if you're starting from nowhere, pick one and just over-index on it and get a little momentum and then think about building the other two out. But content creation is critically important. No one is ever going to know you for your ideas if you don't share your ideas. So you have to put that out there somehow. Social proof is really important, meaning what is the the credibility that you're bringing to the table? Because there's a lot of voices out there and you need to give people a reason to trust you and to listen to you rather than other people. Your network is essential because you need people to amplify and share your ideas. Those are the the key components. And in fact, I'll mention speaking speaking of lead magnets that the one one tool that I actually created that I'm quite proud of is called the Recognized Expert Evaluation Toolkit and it is a scored assessment, it's a scored test that enables you to rank yourself in terms of where you are on the spectrum of being a recognized expert. And it helps you figure out which of the three areas, content creation, social proof, or network, you need to most work on right now. And so if people are interested in that, they can get a free copy at doryclark.com, D-O-R-I-E-C-L-A-R-K.com slash toolkit. We both have printed that, downloaded and printed that. It's pretty amazing. So I highly recommend everybody do that for sure. I've been doing that every night. I told you I'm geeking out on this stuff. Not joking. (laughs) Great. So along those lines, I mean, obviously community, you've talked to so many different people who are building communities out there. Who are some of the people that you think are doing a really great job of building an online community? And maybe people that we could interview eventually for communities that convert. I actually read about that too. You did an article about making sure that you ask your guests who they would recommend. So here (laughs) I am. I'm following your advice. (laughs) Oh, that's nice. That's nice. Well, Dove Gordon from my book, Entrepreneurial You, I think would be great. Another person who's done, I think, a really fantastic job is a guy named Scott Stratton, the author of Unmarketing and Unbranding. He and his wife, Allison, have created a great online community called Speak and Spill for professional speakers. And that's a a very robust community that I've I've been very impressed with how they've done it. That's great. Those are two guys. I'm actually on Dove, Dove Gordon's list. I didn't know how to say his name, but there you go. Yeah, it's it's actually a little tricky, you know, just as, as like, you know, we'll put a little asterisk on it. He pronounces it Dove, I know that, but I actually know guys with the same name. And I know another gentleman named Dove Baron. if you've ever interviewed him, he pronounces it Dove. And then 
there's another guy that I know who actually does pronounce it dove. So you always have to ask because that's one that can go in any direction. Absolutely. So I think that that is all of our questions for today. Yeah, I mean, I'm, this has I could been talk so to you great. forever because this is amazing. And I uh, really thank you for joining us today because you're just a really smart uh, marketer. And I know that people will learn a lot from you. So I appreciate you taking the time out for our audience. Thank you, guys. I really appreciate it. It's awesome to talk with you. Yeah. And I have to say, your new book is so good. I know I've communicated with you by email that I've been waiting for the audiobook because I'm all about audiobooks. I prefer them hands down over sitting down and reading because I am such a busy person. I listen when I'm walking my dog or just doing things out and about. But I know that there was a little bit of a delay with that. So I went ahead and got the Kindle and I can tell you, I cannot put it down. It is so good. It is filled with great stuff. Highly recommend it for everybody. So what are the best ways for people to reach you online and how can they get your new book? Well, thank you so much. Some of the best ways to connect uh, through my website, doryclark.com. And if people are interested in the new book, Entrepreneurial You, which is about how to create multiple income streams in your business, there's a, a free assessment for that too. It is the 88 question Entrepreneurial You self-assessment and folks can get that for free at doryclark.com slash entrepreneur. That's a great way to do it. And on the doryclark.com website, there's actually more than 400 free articles available as well that I've written for places like Forbes and the Harvard Business Review. So it's a good place to uh, to immerse oneself. And Entrepreneurial You, it's, you know, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, all the places. So thank you. Awesome. Thank you so much for your time today, Dory. We really appreciate it. Thank you. So nice talking with you both. Hey, this is Madeline. And I want to let you know, you can connect with us on our website, at communitiesthatconvert.com. You can get all the information in the show notes for this episode. And we also encourage you to visit us on our Twitter profiles. You can reach out to me at Madeline Sklar. That's spelled M-A-D-A-L-Y-N-S-K-L-A-R. And also to Cammie. Her Twitter handle is at CammieChat. And that's spelled K-A-M-I-C-H-A-T. We look forward to hearing from you. For listening to the Communities That Convert podcast with Madeline Sklar and Cami Hoiza, where you learn how to build a tribe of raving fans. Stay in touch with Madeline and Cami through their website at communitiesthatconvert.com. Mm-hmm.